Peace Misfits. From May 8th to May 29th, we focused on the importance of mental health for Mental Health Awareness Month. The response from the Misfit Universe let us know that every episode made a difference in some positive way. We extended the conversation to last week for our Black, Queer, and Unapologetic episode, the fourth in the series. We assumed that we'd moved on for a while from the topic of mental health, but the universe had other plans. This past week, we lost fashion designer Kate Spade and international cook Anthony Bourdain to suicide. So we decided we wanted to continue the mental health conversation this week as well. I also wanted to provide you all with the number to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. The number is 800-273-8255. The website is suicidepreventionlifeline.org. We'll provide other options for help later in the episode, but we want to have a conversation. One that may be difficult for some of you to hear, but one that's necessary for us to broach. If you're listening, know that you're never alone, that your life is worth living, and we all want to hear the story that you have to share. You're loved. And now, let's get here. Welcome to the Healing Space. I am Sensei Raven Akundayo. I am Brandon Harris Williams coming to you live from Georgia. Ow, ow. Raven, where are you coming to us live from? I'm coming Uh-oh. to you live. Well, I'm not actually live, but I'm in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It's live. We're recording. I can't control it that they won't listen to it live. But you get what I'm saying. They know. They know. We're live talking to each other, so you and me live. And we're separated by all these different states. Wow, look at us. You and me are never apart, my kid. It's Black Music Month. I think that fits. You've been waiting. You've been waiting for it, boy. You've been waiting. (laughs) Waiting. I just sing. I, I, I was with my friend Elijah the other day. And we got to a point in the conversation, he just stopped talking. He was just, every response was a song. I was like, sir. <laughs> so are we really going to do this? And then he was singing another song. A song, granted, that fits as an answer, but it's still a song. Right. I'm, like, I'm not. <laughs> I don't have time. <laughs> so I was telling uh, BHW that... I think I've been spoiled by the fact that he comes up to the, to my house to the studio so often to record because I I, I can't really get with this Skype anymore. <laughs> like, okay. I don't think the misfits are as bothered listening. You know, they, they, they're just they're just enjoying the 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 banter back and forth. But for me, I'm like, there's nothing like when he, we're together in person with one another. <laughs> it's like, it definitely is a clear audio difference. Yes, listen. And even I have, like, picked up on it and noticed. Because even, because maybe, like, the past three months, it's mm-hmm. been pretty consistent with me being up there. And I think maybe once or twice we've done it where I've been at home. Right. And it's been like, how do we even do this? How does this, this feels <laughs> weird. Like, you got to call me now? Wait, what are we doing? How do we even set this up? What are we? What? What does this look like? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that, it's weird. I think we might have done it on Skype, seeing each other. 
maybe like twice-ish. Yeah, and then I was like, okay, so regularly. So then by the time I came back down, I was like, how did we do that? Right. How did we... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. So how was your <laughs> skin, sir? My weekend uh, did not go as expected at all. Oh. Um, uh, I had plenty of going out of town that did not happen. Niggas mm. ain't shit. Um, so I just chilled for the most part. I did a, a belated birthday lunch with uh, my friends. Oh, well, with Elisha. Okay. Um, she was supposed okay. to make it, but she had a work emergency, so she couldn't make it. Um, what else did I do? Saturday evening, um, I went out to drink. I really needed to drink, so I did that. Because mm-hmm. um, so mainly was just kind of Saturday. Mainly was helping my friend Elisha uh, move back. He moved back um, for school, so just kind of helping him get settled in and you know doing everything else. I think I talked about it probably a month ago now mm-hmm. when I went up with him to Atlanta and he was driving. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if I discussed it on on here. I believe you did talk about it on here. <laughs> I think I and mind you, we were just driving around making like, like literally. The minute I got in his car, I was like, "Shit, I forgot. I'm scared of you driving." Because like, they're like doing construction on the highway, where like two of the highways like merge. So one, it's already bad enough, like for everybody else, because they keep like changing lanes and they're not properly like getting rid of the old lines where they're putting down the new lines. So sometimes it's confusing. Right. I'm like, and he's still going like seventy. I'm like, sir, it clearly says fifty. I'm gonna need you. You're not comfortable enough with with this lane changes and like the construction to be doing this, playing with my life like this, okay? Because if you get to an accident with me in the car, even James don't have no damn sense. I just want you to know. So you gonna hope you gonna hope it took you out, okay? Because I just I want better for you. But uh, that was Saturday, Sunday. I slept in, recovered from drinking, mm-hmm. and that's kind of chilled out. So yeah, okay. Yeah, very, recover, very low recover from drinking. <laughs> I wasn't hungover, but I was just <laughs> chilling out. Right, chilling out. Um, how was your weekend? Well, first of all, from since the last time we recorded, I just realized this is the first recording we've done since I've been in Baltimore. So uh, I returned back to Baltimore after being gone for a year, and I initially came up here for my nephew's graduation. But I was like, you know, since it's going to be a while before I'm here again, let's take advantage of it, you know, get to see family, friends, things of that nature. So I was um, I've been up here for a couple of weeks and this weekend I traveled to New York. The major reason is because of a play by a dear friend. And I'm going to talk about that in Culture of Pop. However, <laughs> I can only imagine what that's going to sound like. <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> I'm about to say. <laughs> but yeah, so. Uh, my time in New York was awesome. You know, I always tell people that's my second home, so it's great when I get to get back. And after several years of knowing one another, I finally got to meet a dear friend of mine by the name of Rod Clever. Yay! <laughs> Who was on episode one? Or two. two. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> Go back and listen if you have it, though. That was supposed to be a shameless plug, and I got the episode title wrong. But it's fine. It's fine. 
Yeah. I thought my <laughs> he, he was on episode two, and it was called Clever Healing. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> so, yeah, we got to meet in person, and it was awesome. We had a great time. I chilled out at his bar, and then we hung around Manhattan for a little while before I made my way back to uh, Maryland. And, yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I, I enjoyed being in his space, definitely. And uh, one thing, I don't think he would mind if I share this. One thing that I thought was so funny is that when he met me, probably in the first five minutes, he said to me, you're the same person that you are online. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, you're the same person you're online. He was like, that's very rare. Oftentimes, the person who you see online is not the person who you meet. And I was like, well, well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is me. He was like, that's a good thing. He said it's refreshing. And I was like, well, I thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So we definitely had a blast. I loved being there. And uh, I was disappointed because my Capricorn bestie, uh, Brandon, was actually not in town. He was in uh, it was Alabama, right? Birmingham. Yeah. Birmingham. Yeah. Okay. Don't do that. <laughs> so I was like, Birmingham. Wait, where? Because I said Alabama and you said Birmingham. So I was like, wait, is Birmingham in a different state? <laughs> I was just giving you the city. I, was, I didn't mean it to be that way. <laughs> ah! like, you know, I'm still learning in the South. Don't do that to me. <laughs> but yeah, so he was down there uh, promoting a new short film that he's working on. Uh, so I wasn't able to see him, so that sucked. But yeah, the on the other side of that, the awesomeness of his husband, I'll talk about later on in the culture of pop. Uh, and then yesterday, yeah, yesterday was Rod, and then I made my way back last night, and I spent the night at my dad's new house. He picked me up, and I spent the night with him and my stepmom at his new house, which is beautiful. I am very happy for him, and I had a good night's sleep. Come on, like, good night. Listen, because he was stressing to me. He was like, yeah, we already have a bedroom for you and everything. I was like, won't you do it? Come on. That's what I'm talking about. So, yeah. City room. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so that, that was my weekend. It was all good. You speak about New York just reminded me that there was a Sex in the City marathon on E! all weekend. Because it was the 20th anniversary. That's my show. I was like, one... We gotta stop doing all these anniversary bullshits because I'm really starting to feel old. Because I'm like, 20 years since Sex in the City came on. Like, when it be like 20, 25 years from this album, that album, I'm like, what well, we not gonna keep doing? <laughs> What's not what we gonna do? Like, like the shit was just out. Goodness. But no. And so, I just, I just reminded me of that that was on because I was like watching it throughout my weekend. I it, listen from the text messages, I could tell. I was like, get into my show. I'm here for it. Please understand the connection between you and Miranda. I'm here for it. I, and I do. Listen. I love her. I love her. Mm-hmm. I need to finally watch the shit. Well, don't give me too much. Don't do too much. I need to finally watch it all the way through, like, the HBO version. Because I've seen a bunch of episodes either on E! or on TBS. Yeah, and they cut out a lot of stuff. Right? But then I'm also thinking, I'm like, did you have to go back and, like, refilm stuff? Because it sounds dubbed over with their voices. Mm-hmm. So I'm like... Did y'all record this with the intention of mind, like, one day we'll get syndicated, so we gotta be somewhere else, like, <laughs> so we edited versions of the episodes, just in case. <laughs> I can't. You're hilarious. Okay, so, 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 we're gonna hop right into this thing with the, with the culture of pop. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> hop right into this thing? <laughs> right, and I must say pop culture, but I was like, that's not what we call it. So, 
Wait, forget it, I'm a little off today. I'm about to say you so, got a lot going on today. <laughs> <laughs> so a uh, very um arguably arguably Ooh, goodness time. take your time. Popular fast food well not fast food restaurant chain decided to uh, change their name. And so instead of the International House of Pancakes, which is IHOP, they are now the International House of Burgers, which is IHOB. And uh, nobody's here for that at all. Makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> no what sense. What are y'all doing? Brandon shared and this. I'm sorry, go ahead. Okay. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Why are we changing it? But go ahead. <laughs> Brandon shared this with me actually before we began recording this. And. It was funny because we were on FaceTime, so he was looking at the expression <laughs> on my face, and he's like, bitch, I don't have a reason to lie to you. Like this. And I told Listen. him, I was like, you gain nothing from lying about this, so I understand that. I understand that you're telling the truth, but for me, you know, the journalist that I am, I still need to do my research. So I pulled it up on Google, and I found out that it's not permanent, but yet and still it doesn't make sense, you know, because as Brandon was saying... Who doesn't know that they've always served breakfast food? I mean, not breakfast food, a uh, lunch and dinner. Who doesn't a know that? People, surprisingly, today I found out. That's true. Like, so now they're going to start selling beef, and we were like, start? <laughs> <laughs> like, the menu is more than just the first two or three pages like that are breakfast. Like, they have a whole kids menu. Like, there's a full menu. It's open 24 hours a day. Granted, most folks go just for the breakfast, right? But there are other options, like very much so. I I can't remember the last time I went to an IHOP and I didn't realize that there was a full menu. Like, what? I don't. And that's I think that's one of the things that I've always enjoyed about places like there and Denny's and all of those places is that you have the option if you don't want breakfast food, you don't have to get it. You know, so that's really really weird to me. Because you could be like a group of friends, like, oh, we're going to go to IHOP. Like, okay, so I don't want pancakes. Right. So you don't get pancakes, but you get chicken fingers or a salad right. or French toast. Like, come on. Like, what? <laughs> but they also didn't do a good job of, like, I think it's only because you went looked further into it and you actually read. Yeah. On Twitter, of course, they weren't saying this is temporary. Right. So most people are probably thinking this is a, a permanent they, thing. They want to think this is a whole change. And then yeah. when they change it, after the summer's over, they'll be like, oh, y'all realize that shit didn't work. <laughs> Not knowing this was part of the plan the whole time. You know how the internet works. That's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> They're going to say, oh, y'all realize that was a dumb idea and y'all changed it back. Mm-hmm, we tried to tell you. It's like, oh, no. Rereading's fundamental. That's all you needed to do. But yeah. Well! <laughs> Come on, well. <laughs> I, I, I get what you're saying, but I also get the promotion side of not understanding everything else they're doing. So, <laughs> I see both sides. <laughs> okay, listen, and you know I won't argue that because I'm always here for balance, so <laughs> listen, I won't argue that at all. I'm here for it. I can't. Okay, so um, we did a live last week, question mark? Yes, it was last week. It was, and Thursday. So, it was Thursday. Yeah. So, like everybody who tuned in who commented who was there participated appreciate you indeed we um, do it was a shorter life because of some technical difficulties and just because <laughs> of some conflicts so we didn't get to discuss everything we wanted to and it also it wasn't was our pop- usual live either this, this, exactly. this was one of those pop-up pop-up. lives yeah it was like what's up bitch and the goodbye you know 
<sighs> so I had to, you know, give the girls a little something, you know? And so, because it was shorter than normal, we didn't get to discuss everything we planned on. Quit laughing at me! <laughs> <laughs> oh. And one of those things was uh, the new FX show, Pose. And I think it's worked out best because now we've seen... Well, I've seen two episodes. You've seen the episode and a half. You haven't finished the second episode. Yeah. But, um, which is the new FX show. Um, and I really, really have in, been enjoying it. I'm surprised I've been enjoying it. But I really, really uh, am. I think it's really good. Listen, this this show created by Ryan Murphy, it uh, details the lives of people in the ball scene during the 1980s and oh my goodness it shows you uh the the queer community black brown in such a beautiful light and you you get to see the important part that our trans brothers and sisters played you know um and wow and this is this is this is no shade but i was very nervous even with knowing some of the names that were behind it as far as consulting, you know, um, which that, that that should have let you know that things were going to be OK. But, you know, you get skeptical because you're like, I don't want to be disappointed. You feel me? And mm-hmm. I genuinely was nervous. Me too. And when I say, oh, my goodness, I was telling Brandon because like as Brandon said, he's finished both episodes already. I'm in the midst of uh, watching. I was in the middle of watching the second episode before we started recording oh my goodness like just in the first 15 minutes i love it like i'm actually looking at it on pause right now (laughs) and like every single scene i love it i really really do and i would always tell people throughout the years that i always felt like i was always so disappointed in the way that i saw houses you know um and the way that people operated in houses because of course i've had lots of friends that were a part of houses And when I would see the way that things would operate within them, I would always say to myself, I know this isn't what the original creation of houses were supposed to be. So it's like watching Pose and seeing these families that are created off of your biological families to throw you away, you know? It's so beautiful and I'm watching it and I'm like, kudos to everyone who had a hand in this in showing what a house was supposed to be, you know? Not all Mm -hmm. of this, this cattiness and nastiness and stabbing in the back in your own house you know so it's like okay of course when you go to balls and all that kind of stuff there's going to be wars that go on when you're in the ball scene but that's no different from when you're uh battle battle rapping or when you're um when you're um lord it's going away from me now when, uh dancing what is it called Ooh, I don't know. our, our hip hop listeners are going to hate me right now um <laughs> <laughs> it has completely gone away from me. Oh my god, I'm so mad. But yeah, so when when you're doing certain things, when you're battling against each other, that's going to be understandable. So when other houses battle each other, then that's okay. Break dancing, shit, that's what I was going for. So when you're break dancing against each other, then that's understandable if you're going at one another. But not in your own house, you know? Yeah. So it's like watching this show and seeing what it is to be in a house and to have true family Oh my goodness. It's it's the most amazing thing in the world. It really is. Kudos to the entire cast. The entire cast. But I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I feel like once I started talking, I started. Now I'm trying to end it. I'm like, okay, so what is it that, what is it that you think you wanted to go further in depth? 
No, no, no. I absolutely, too, like you said, I was very nervous. Um, I feel like Ryan Murphy, he has a certain style, especially on FX with his stuff. You can always kind of tell his his influences are kind of a thing. Yeah. But I also feel like, too, because he, which isn't a bad thing, um, I, I do enjoy what he does for the most part. It's uh, just, I think because he does so much. Sometimes I'm kind of like, at some point during the season, something is lost in the sauce of the execution, or maybe he's busy working on the four other projects that he has. So it normally kind of loses some of its magic for me. Right. On all of them, normally somewhere in the middle, it loses something. Yeah. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen with this. But also, too, when it initially started, just even reading, and I'm going to read it, I've looked, pulled it up. Reading like the description of the show before I saw any trailers or anything, I was like, I don't know if this is something I can even get with, just because right. it didn't sound interesting. Because right. it was like, said in the 1980s, Pose looks at the juxtaposition of several segments of life and society in New York. The rise of the luxury Trump era universe, the downtown social and literary scene, and the ball culture world. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. That doesn't tell me. <laughs> I'm like, who wrote that? Who gave that to y'all? To, the press? Like, to be honest what? with you, after listening to you read it, I feel like they did that purposely. You know? They did that because they wanted to draw in the non, the, the, the audience that wouldn't be people of color. You know? They wanted yeah. to draw in the white audience. So they figure, okay, we're going to draw them in. They're going to see this world because hopefully our queer brothers and sisters are already going to watch it, you know? Um, so if we can get more of a white audience to see this world that they may not be as familiar with. Mind you, even though this is uh, from the perspective of people of color when it comes to the ball culture, there are lots of white people who are part of the culture as well, you know? So it's not to say that they weren't aware of it. It's just that a large portion of America, like middle America, it's not aware of this culture existing. You feel me? So um, yeah. I think the thing that blew my mind the most was that, and I've said this online, I expected that the more well-known in Hollywood, the, the white names were going to be the ones that were at the forefront of the story. And the uh, people of color were going to be more like the, uh, the supporting actors. And the I fact that it. it's actually the complete opposite is I did not see that coming. I did not. That's awesome. It really is. <laughs> Evan James still got too much screen time for me, but that's fine. Who? Um, the white characters. Just because I'm like, why are we going home with you? Not why are we going... I'm, I'm moving on, Brandon. I'm moving on. <laughs> no, because I feel like the story, again, is the queer people. And so I don't mind... Him, him, him being there to serve the purpose, the angel story is fine. I just don't know why we're going home. Why are we following his life? But that's that's not fair the other way around. What's not fair the other way around? When there are character, when you're dealing, when you have shows where it's majority white, even if they okay. have token blacks, you still know them past them just walking in, and that's it. Like they, they do give you a little bit more of those people. It's not a race thing. Okay, I'm not trying to go home with him at all. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a character thing. I'm just like it's not. Why are we following you? That's what I'm trying well, to figure well, out. If you look at any of the promotion. He is like on covers of magazines and stuff for the show. Like he's a he's a character. I'm like <laughs> I'm aware. I'm aware. Child. I know you say that it's not a white thing. You make it so hard to not think that's not <laughs> I can't help it if that's what he is, child. This is a character thing. Okay. 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 So we're gonna slide right along then. Well, wait, trying to, to make sure to let them know to uh, make sure you check out Pose every Sunday night on FX. 
And is that 9 p.m. or 10 p.m.? Do you know? Mm, I don't know. I don't have FX, so I don't know. Oh, and I always DVR, so. <laughs> but just check for it on Sunday nights on FX. There we go. <laughs> yes, there it is. It, I know it. Um, I don't know if I did say that. But yes. There we go. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so there was something else that happened this weekend you want to share? Listen. Listen. Listen, listen, listen. Listen, Linda, we're listening. <laughs> no matter where you guys are, it doesn't matter. I was about to say wherever you are in New York, but no, it doesn't matter if you are in another city. It doesn't matter if you're in another country. You have time because okay. they don't. Previews are going on right now. Open at night isn't until the 19th of June. So you have time okay. to bring your tail from another country if you need to. And you need to get some sugar. That's what I've started saying. You need to come get you some sugar. Okay. <laughs> I was blessed to be able to see my dear friend and brother, Donye R. Love, his uh, new production, off-Broadway play called Sugar in Our Wounds. And um, off the top of my head, I cannot remember the episode number, but Healing Through Love was the episode of The Healing Space that Donye was on. So definitely mm-hmm. make sure you guys go back and check that episode out, Healing Through Love. Uh, because we had a great conversation on the episode. A really, really good conversation. And, uh, yeah. 29. 29? Okay. So go look for episode 29, Healing Through Love with Donye R. Love. And, yeah, I was I was so determined that I was going to see Sugar in Our Wounds. And the universe conspired in my favor. And, baby, when I tell you that everything came together for me to get up to New York to see that play. And yes. it was it was phenomenal. It was honestly, genuinely phenomenal. And it takes place during the summer of 1862. And it tells a story of several characters. But the uh, it, it's a love story. And it, it's interesting because I say it's a love story, but it's a love story on so many different levels. Like, Don Yee and I, because actually um, I crashed at uh, Don Yee's house for the weekend. And when we were leaving the play the night that I saw it and we were on the way back to the house... I was explaining to him, you know, different feelings that I had while I was watching it. And one of the things I didn't share with him that I'm feeling right now is that it was a love story in so many different ways. And I don't want to get into it. And I told him that I was like, I'm not going to give a lot away because I want people to see it. But just know that it's a queer love story, you know, Um, and it's between the characters of James and Henry. James is played by Sheldon Best. And Lord knows I don't want to get this brother's name. I don't want to say it wrong, especially because we had a connection when <laughs> when he shared his name with me. He shared his first name and I told him my last name. And when he told me his first name, I was like, oh, my God, what tribe are you? And he looked at me and he was like, no one's asked me that before. And I was like, oh, that makes me feel good. Um, Ch- I want to say it's Chinaza. So I'm hoping it's Chinaza. And I don't want to get his last name wrong at all. So I'm not even going to say it because I hate saying last names incorrectly. But uh, yeah, so uh, James... Is played by Sheldon Best. Henry is played by Chinaza. Uh, Aunt Mama, uh, she is played by Stephanie Berry. Uh, Isabel is played by Fern Cozen, I believe it is. And then Maddie is played by Tiffany Rachel Stewart. And uh, for those of you who know who Michael Kilgore's fabulous ass is, he plays the voice of the tree. And oh my goodness, Brandon, like when I tell you the way this play made me feel... It, it literally takes you through every emotion possible. Every emotion. And there's no intermission. And honestly, like I said to Donye, and Donye said several people have told him this, it's not needed, you know? It's an hour and 40 <laughs> minutes, and no intermission is needed. Seriously. When it was over, it doesn't even feel like an hour and 40 minutes has passed. 
you are mm-hmm. so you are so enveloped into this world that he creates you know and also i want to give a shout out to uh the director as well make sure i go and find his name now da, 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 da. i'm like going through the playbill on <laughs> <laughs> Sahim Ali, yeah, definitely. Shout out to Sahim. This was everybody involved. If I can name off everybody behind the scenes, like, because when I tell you everything, like the set design, the lighting, like they brought this, they brought this. And to, as I was saying to Don Ye, to have existed in his life for as long as I have, to know where he came from, to know his journey in New York and what it is that he went through, to see the life that he's living now. To see what God brings you if you just hold on and hold strong. Oh, my God. <laughs> you do these things that I wish people could see you on camera doing. <laughs> I am so, so endlessly proud of him for holding on, you know? Because the <laughs> fruits of his labor, like when I tell you, listen, when the universe conspires in your favor, <laughs> baby. And this is just the first of his trilogy. Like, I, I can't wait for everyone to check it out. So, yeah, um, as I said, previews are going on right now. And uh, opening night is June the 19th. And you definitely want to make sure you get your tickets. And you can, uh, if you have a hard time getting tickets, because a few people shared with me that they had a hard time. Donye has been sharing a code that people can use in order to get tickets. So if you want, if you want to, you can inbox me, and you know we always give our information at the end of the show. You can inbox me so that you can uh, get connected to Donye in order to get your tickets. Otherwise, you can go into. I believe I saw in the uh, the playbill. You can go to sugarinourwounds.com. I think they had that had that in there, um, and it's at the Manhattan Theater Club. So you can go to that website as well for the Manhattan Theater Club and get you some sugar. You will not regret it. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I hope everything I said did it justice. I hope it makes you want to see it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's it for pop culture, right? Or culture of pop. Culture of pop. You better come on. (laughs) I can't. I can't. This is why all of our all of our podcasts need to be live because people need to see everything you give. Everything. Anyway, as I let you guys know at the beginning of the episode, this uh, this episode is going to be healing through suicide prevention. So we're going to give you guys a break right now. And when we come back, we're going to get into that conversation. Uh, we'll see you on the other side. So this week, BHW and I would like to discuss the topic of suicide. It is a pretty heavy conversation, which is the reason why we wanted to start off with culture of pop before leading into it. Something a little light before we get into a topic that can often be quite dark. Uh, but yeah, we, we figure that it's kind of important that we talk about this right now. Uh, as we've spent the last five episodes, I believe, talking about mental health and its importance, uh, this goes hand in hand with it. You know, BHW? Yeah, I definitely, um, absolutely know. Um, I'll let you go. So I, I'll share my story. Um, and um, I, I can keep this, <laughs> I'm saying I'll keep this to the point, but you know me. Um, I battled at, at the height for me, I battled depression deeply at, uh, the age, I believe maybe between 21 and 23. Mm-hmm. 
But before that, I would probably say my very first time contemplating suicide may have been in my late teens. But for me, it was always, at that time, it was more so just fleeting thoughts, you know? Uh, yeah. Because, as all, you know, I've, I've talked in depth about how I've always felt very weird in this world. Because I've always been this kind of person was like, you know, why can't we all love? Why can't there be light? I don't really understand why everyone is so angry, why people are so mean and judgmental. And so I wouldn't want to be here sometimes and just have the idea of what would this world be like if I wasn't here or what peace would I find if I was beyond it, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But it wasn't until my early 20s where it really became a thing where I began to heavily think about it. Because I, with being an empath, for those who know uh, what empaths deal with, <laughs> the the connection to the energies of others can be very heavy. And it became a little unbearable in my early 20s because I didn't know how to properly navigate it. So I went from being someone in my teens who didn't understand why everyone was being so angry to feeling that anger uh, on a really uncomfortable level, you know. Uh, also dealing with my my own understanding of me and myself and how I refused to get to that level of anger and in not wanting to get to that level of anger having to constantly navigate wanting to be a nicer person you know um, mm-hmm. and what it looks like to fight against it and how painful it can be when you don't want to give in to the darkness so the way that depression began to show up for me is that it started making suicide seem like it wasn't such a strange idea, you know? The idea of taking my life stopped looking like, oh my god, this is horrible, this is such a bad idea. And as I was saying, I was actually having this conversation with Don Ye in the car when we were uh, on our way back into the city. This was the day after we saw the play. We were having a conversation about that, and I was like, you know, later in life, this this uh, in 2017 the way that depression showed up for me was different from how it showed up for me in my early 20s. In my early 20s, it was kind of like a friend that was introducing suicide to me, you know? Like we were at a cocktail party or something. And it was like, well, Mm -hmm. let me introduce you to, you know, the whole shaking of hands, and this is what suicide could do for you, you know? Take you somewhere else in your career, you know? Um, And it felt like a a good fit. It felt like a good relationship, you know? Like, this Mm -hmm. is something that I could really contemplate because it's not going to get better in this world, you know? People aren't going to get to a point where they can understand that love is more powerful than hate. And so I never attempted to physically harm myself. And I, I can probably say that a big part of that came from being physically abused in my relationship right before it. So because I had been physically abused understanding what that did to me psychologically made it kind of difficult for me to want to do the exact same thing to myself, you know? So Mm -hmm. that's when I sought therapy. And in therapy was when I began to realize that a lot of those feelings that I had came from my, I can't necessarily say abandonment issues, but more so I never felt like I could depend on my my friends Mm -hmm. and you know i've said that in past episodes of the show that most people deal with deep trauma when it comes to family mine wasn't family mine was friendship and it was like i couldn't get a grasp on how to 
navigate what that looked like to have genuine friendships. And that's what I kind of came to an understanding of in the course of my therapy. And by the time I left, I no longer had the, the urge to do anything to myself, but that's because I kind of decided to forgo the whole idea of I have to learn how to better understand these people and how I can make them want to be nicer and all that stuff, you know, and have more of a personal relationship. And that's what led to, like I told you, you know, leaving therapy and going on more of a spiritual journey and getting closer to God, you know, uh, and taking that journey of self-love. And in that journey of self-love, that's how I began to climb out of that hole of depression and kind of getting away from the whole idea of wanting to take myself away from here because it didn't do, it had nothing to do with disliking myself. I didn't dislike myself at all. I just wanted peace, you know? And so it's like when I've had conversations with young brothers and sisters in the past and when they've shared with me the pain that they're going through, I let them know that I can completely empathize with their feelings. And I don't think it's weird and I don't think it's strange and I don't shame them, you know? Because I know what that loneliness feels like. I know what that loneliness feels You can be in a room full of people and still feel by yourself. I've been there. I've been, I know it very well. <laughs> Even though I still don't have thoughts of suicide, I still have moments where I feel very lonely in a room full of people, you know? And the the idea of being able to show up for people in those kind of moments. Because we do have some people who scream out for help. But then we have some people that are very quiet about it. And you'll think they're living their best life, you know. But that's also uh, another reason is that we, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't tell ourselves we have to wait for commercials or for the passing of someone else in order for us to make a decision that we're going to check up on people. Checking up on those who you care about should be a regular practice anyway, you know. It shouldn't take a, a Kate Spade or an Anthony Bourdain to take their life in order for the conversation to start up again. Because just because, and, and this is with all due respect, I said nothing but love and light to the spirits of both Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain. But in the case of you and I, BHW, there are lots of black queer people who are taking their lives every day, you know? And we let weeks, months go by before we broach the topic of suicide again until something like this happens. And we need to work on that prevention a whole lot more, you know? But yeah, mm-hmm. that's a little bit of my story. Long-winded as usual. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, trying to make it a little bit of light. Uh, <laughs> no, my... Uh, I think similar to you... Um, in some ways, is that I've never attempted, but I definitely had thoughts. Um, I was, um, let me see, this was a few years ago. Uh, I was in school, and it's like I just kind of like hit a wall. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like uh, I wasn't in school for myself, I was doing whatever people wanted me to do. Um, my friends had all finished, but I was still like there. It just was a real, a real struggle, and I was like, Am I on the right path? Am I like... And that's when my depression kind of really hit. And then so that's why when I talked about before, it was like when I was struggling to get out of bed or I was like unable to like, you know what I'm saying, talk to people on the phone or just communicate, you know what I'm saying, days alone by myself kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And so it definitely were thoughts to end it and never even... I didn't even think deeply enough into like thoughts of how to do it. Right. Um, But just sometimes you just want the pain to end. And I think that part is, is... 
easy for everybody to understand because everybody goes through things and everybody's like the stress, the struggle, whatever this is, you just want it to be over. Yeah. So I think that's the quote unquote appealing thing about it is that you no longer have to deal with anything anymore. But um, I don't know. I really don't know how I fully came out of that. I think it might have just been. I, at, this, at a certain point, I guess the weight was kind of lifted off enough for me to be able to kind of start to do the work, to kind of, again, similar to you, like working my relationship with God, or kind of like start speaking to people a little bit about things I was going through or kind of like asking for advice or help or kind of a thing. So for me, it just was finally showing up for myself to kind of be able to allow others or to ask others to show up for me also. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's a big thing is that, and not a judgmental thing at all, but and for everybody, I think we need to first start to show up for ourselves. Absolutely. Because if you don't know, you know when something is off. And so to kind of try to figure out what is off or why it's off, explore that. And then once you know the why, it's a lot easier to figure out how to fix it. Because now you know what you are fixing. Absolutely. And you can't just fix. You can't be like, I'm depressed today. I don't know why I'm depressed. So let me go do all these different things. And all those things might make you, quote, unquote, feel better. But none of those addressed the root of the depression or the thing that's bothering you. Yeah. And so, but on the flip side though, when you do go to other people or when somebody comes to you, you have to be open and receptive and you have to be able to be there for them. Yeah. So again, that's why it's so, so important to show up for yourself so that you're able to show up for others. Yeah. You have to be able to, like I said last week, if somebody asks you for help, you know what I'm saying? Or just ask them what they need from you. Yeah. So that you support them in any way. I'm not saying you have to fully put them all the way back together. You have to carry all of their burdens. But like you were saying, like reaching out to people and asking asking them what's wrong. Or you know what I'm saying, just checking up on your friends. It doesn't have to be a hey, are you down today? It's just a hey, how are you? Right. Right. We have to start being honest with how we are. Yep. Because so many of us are like, oh, I'm fine, I'm okay, I'm doing well. How about you? Just flip it right over. It's like and, it, and it's so weird when you encounter people who are like, well, I'm actually down today. And you're like, oh. Well. And see, a lot of that, though, <laughs> a lot of that has to do with the other person. Because and you see people joke about it all the time, but it's real. When a lot of people ask you how they're doing, they don't care. You know? Yeah. It literally is just regular part of conversation. And like mm-hmm. you said, people are people are surprised when you actually give them something beyond I'm fine. You know? It's yeah. like, well, actually... Yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, because actually their whole thing is I was saying that just randomly, just to keep the conversation flowing. So when you're like, actually, I'm not doing too good, they're stuck because they're like, well, I, I don't have a response for anything else you're about to say. <laughs> exactly. The how are you was the hey, because I need to get to something else. Right. The how are you was a, I just wanted to quick check in so I can keep going about my business. Right. It wasn't a, oh, so now I have to be attentive to this conversation now. Listen. Because you're not okay. Listen. Now I, now I have to do some work. Come and on. And I think we are very... Listen, you got to be, be very selfish. And there's nothing wrong with being selfish for yourself, but with the people you love and you care about are trying to be open to you. Yeah. You have to be there for them. Yeah. Because I think that that kind of really contributes is that you feel like you feel alone. You feel like you can't talk to anybody. You can't go to anybody to do anything. And so, like you said, some people are very they 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 ask for help right. in the big ways. Some people do, some people act out or whatever, but some people, it's something as small as a response to how are you, I'm down today. Right. But then that person doesn't say anything. So it's like, okay, well now I can't open up to anybody else. Right, right. Now I can't 
I can't be honest anymore. So I'm I can be in the middle of crying, but you text me, ask me how I was. Oh, I'm fine. Like right. today was great at work. I might have gotten fired. But you know, today was a great day. Right. So it we just all have to do better. Yeah. yeah. Kind of a thing. You, you you have to do it's an interesting balancing act of being able to check in on yourself while also checking mm-hmm. in on others. Because people that- people use the excuse that, well, I'm not feeling the best. You know, so I have to focus on me. And it's like, but you, you have to be able to get to a point where you know how to do the work on you. And no one's saying it's going to happen tomorrow, but put in the exactly. effort. That's the problem is that people aren't putting in the effort to be able to show up for others. You know, this is not yeah. just your show. <laughs> Come on, listen, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying, my pose, we're going home with everybody on this show. Okay? Right. <laughs> everybody got a storyline. You got to keep, listen. <laughs> Everybody's traumas are important. Everybody's struggles are are important. Everybody is dealing with something, and in my and I hate sometimes super try to do oppression Olympics mm-hmm. kind of a thing, mm-hmm. or like cause like with the celebrities, you know, what I'm saying committing suicide, you know, leaving. It's like, oh well, they're rich. What they have to worry about? Biggie told y'all more money, more problems. How many years ago? Like, stop doing this. <laughs> like. I know it's easy to say as a as a person who's struggling financially. Like if I had money, that would solve problems. It would solve your financial problems. Listen, right All there, the other that you have are going to be magnified. Come on, come on. All the problems that you have are going to still be there. Come on, because your take your time, take your time. I don't think money leads to depression. I think you can be sad about it. I think you can be down about it and you can want more. But I don't think money is the real root of you know what I'm I don't I don't think that being broke would drive you you know what I'm saying? If mm-hmm. if I'm making I think that, that money's a struggle and we're all dealing with money issues in some kind of a way. Right. But saying, Oh, if I was a millionaire I would never blah 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 you don't know because you're not a millionaire. Well, I would I would challenge that while also agreeing. And so okay. and I'll, I'll show you the reason why I'm saying that. I'll challenge the verbiage. So I I, swear. Right. <laughs> I, I, I completely to get it out. Yes. <laughs> I agree with you. I would just change it around and say that people who speak from a place of brokenness, they do find depression in that. If you don't have any money, no, I don't think depression comes from that. If you don't have a lot of, if you're not in a financially stable place, I don't think depression comes from that. However, if you have the mentality of brokenness, you can absolutely find depression there because you've spoken onto your life that you're broken, you know? And that's the reason why I sit here listening to people and I'm like, be careful of the words that you use. Because I've been very transparent on this uh, podcast about the last year of my life, you know? Mm-hmm. I've been in a much better financial space in the past, you know? But at no point have I been <laughs> broken at all. You know, okay. it, I'm not putting that on me, you know, <laughs> because the minute I put that on me, that's when the darkness shows up, you know, and that I feel like I'm saying, you know, too much. <laughs> that's when I, I slowly begin to but think. Right. But you do. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I, I tell people that they have to be and a lot of people don't believe in the power of words and hey, to each their own, you know, but I'm like, I, I can't, I can't operate out of that space. Especially being someone who knows how dark it can get. Someone who has seriously thought about 
taking my own life, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know what that darkness looks like, so I have to be very careful in how I navigate this. I also have to be very aware of what it is that you're going through. When we hold conversations with people, BHW, so often people are operating out of a me, me, me way of thinking that they're not even understanding what you're going through. So let's say that you all are having a back and forth and somebody says something that's negative to you and stings you for a minute. I need to make sure I say the time limit because for you, it only stings for a minute. Your ego is shattered, but only for a minute. However, because your mouth is a little bit more fiery than theirs, not meaning, of course, not meaning you, but meaning in an argument between two people, you come Mm -hmm. back and you say something to them that's far worse because they're in a far worse emotional state than you are and you break them. And so you leave the conversation like, said what I had to say, you ain't going to just say whatever you want to to me and move on about your life. While they are now destroyed and they go mm-hmm. into this severely dark place and then things change for them slowly but surely. And it was because of that conversation, this part of them that they felt like they had become better with was unearthed because of a conversation yeah. you all had. And then you and your haste didn't realize, wow, these words that I'm putting on them. And this is this can literally be found all day long on social media. <laughs> are people who are just flipping as hell with what it is they have to say. <laughs> it's like, oh, so you're not paying attention to your words at all. You're just going to say whatever, not knowing who's on the other end of this computer, on the other end of this phone, and what they're going through. Who's paying attention? Listen. Listen. Because that, that part right there, because you know my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Listen. <laughs> certain people, it's so, certain people follow me, so I have like, and I was never a, a huge, like, you say this, I'm a, I'm a, a back and forth person on Twitter. I was right. not really that person. Right. But certain people follow me, and certain things I've said, some people bring up later on, <laughs> or, or certain people have DM me, and I'm like, I didn't even realize you forget. Sometimes you forget who's following you, and not necessarily they were all bad things that they brought up. But I'm just like, you really see what I'm saying? And you like remember? Okay, so let me try to <laughs> like alter what I'm doing. Because clearly people are paying attention. People are always watching. Listen, it's real. It's very, very real. <laughs> I'm I've been shook. I'm like, oh, well then. But, okay, so we've been, uh, during the course of this conversation, we've been giving you guys kind of, you know, ideas of how you can prevent this from being able to happen. Uh, another, as the the number that I shared with you guys at the beginning of the show, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, I want to give that to you guys again. That's 800-273-TALK. So that's 800-273-8255. Not only can you make sure you call that lifeline, but you can also go to the website as well. That's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Make sure you visit that. Um, especially for our LGBTQ brothers and sisters out there, especially those of color, understand that we are here for you. We understand what that journey looks like. Uh, well, while we may not be able to say we know your journey a hundred percent, just know that we've been there. You know, uh, I know for me as a certified light coach and wellness coach, if you need to be able to contact me, if you need to set up a session or talk for any reason, you can uh, walk with me on social media at Scorpiogi. That's Scorpiogi. Or if you want to hit up THS Podcast, that's THS Podcast on Instagram and underscore THS Podcast on uh, Twitter. And uh, yeah, of course, the therapy is definitely an option. <laughs> I want to make sure I put that out again. Something that I went for myself. 
And in the the black community, I I think it's wonderful that we're getting to a place, BHW, where we're no longer shaming that. And I'm so thankful. Like, different TV shows that are showing it and they're not showing it in a... Or they're at least challenging it on the show. There's a character who's like, you know, I don't have issue with that. It's like, okay, well, maybe you still need to look into it. Like, I love that we're really getting to a place. Like you said, where it's becoming more of a... Everybody's like, oh, I've been going for five years, six years, or... Right. I'm looking for one myself, like so. It's like, thank you, yeah, because we all need some help. Do you listen, hear me? Listen, listen, don't let people make therapy a bad word. No, <laughs> when you, you say your healing by any means necessary, come on, go get your healing, boy, mm, sir. <laughs> go get your healing, go get your. The purpose of this show, listen, heal. Heal, you hear me? And when someone tries to shame your healing, you take your business elsewhere. Turn to your neighbor and say, I don't know what you came to do. Okay? <laughs> okay? But I came to get healed, okay? But I came to... I'm not doing this with you no more. Okay, we're done. (laughs) We are moving on. (laughs) And we're going to head over to good news. We'll be right back, (laughs) y'all. And now it is time for good news. Yes, good, 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 good. You okay? Yeah, listen, VHW just finished sharing the gift of Ebony Jenkins with me. <laughs> Whew, she never gets old. She never. never. Gets old. A legend, really. <laughs> it's the really that made that funny. That's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She said, "What you did?" Okay. <laughs> When your praise so good, you can't even use proper grammar. I love it. Okay. <laughs> Somebody said, if I can't say where, I just wave my hands. Come on. I love it. Oh, okay. Okay. So, your good news is a little lighter than mine, so I'm going to share mine first. Okay. Because it's, okay. it's a bad news turned into a good news. Well, I saw the silver lining. We'll say that. Oh, listen. So, um,. <laughs> So Saturday, um, I said I went out to the bar to hang with my friends. Mm-hmm. I was driving there. I was running a little late. Um, I was going down the road. It was kind of a dark road. It's I guess four lanes, like two lanes going one direction, two lanes coming in the other one. But it's still really dark. There's like no street lights, whatever. Oh. Um, it's a long little stretch of road. And so I'm driving. Um, and then a ways up, there's a deer in my lane. But he's kind of going into the other lane, like the other car that's coming the same direction as I am. I'm in the, what is this, the left lane, the other car's in the right lane. We're going the same direction. Right. But the other car's a little bit ahead of me. So the Darius kind of runs in front of that car, but then it kind of, at the last minute, comes back in front of my car. Mm-hmm. So I hit Bambi. And oh so. Oh my God! And I just knew the dog, I mean, not the dog, Lord have mercy. I knew the deer was like split in half the way I felt. As hard as I hit him, I felt I hit him that hard. Yes. And so I was like really shaking up and I like had to like kind of pause for a minute, turn my emergency lights, a few cars like went past me. Right. But because it was like so dark on the road, I was like, okay, I can't just stay here and call the police or whatever. So right. I called a couple 
people, nobody answered the phone, so I was like, okay, we're gonna keep moving. Yeah. And so I drove to my destination. Thankfully, only my um for the most part, just my light had kind of been knocked out. Okay. <clears throat> There's a little bit of fender damage, but I was able to put the light back in. Right. So car's still drivable. Thankfully. So oh, the good news is that good. I Yes, yes, yes. Oh, so, yes. sending love and light to that poor deer, but thank goodness you're okay. So nice of you, but yes. <laughs> and they like no blood or anything on the car, so I was like, I just knew the deer was gone. I just knew. <laughs> just knew. Uh, the deer was made for tough. It's okay. Clearly, and thankfully, this Kia was too. Do you hear me? <laughs> Wow. Well, it's it's good to know that you're all good. Yes. And uh, I pray for the deer. Hopefully, since you didn't see any blood or anything, hopefully it was able to get itself onto the other side of the road without being hit by something else. I, I don't know how it survived that, but if it did, then... <laughs> Listen, I was like... <laughs> Poor baby. Oh, which means they clearly need to put lights out there, but yeah. But I'm so glad you're okay. You <laughs> and that's the thing too it's like it's a busy enough like street like enough cars travel on it so it's not like it was like some dirt path I was on it's not like travel no it's like literally a street you take to, to make it for the next town kind of a thing that people take daily so it's a lot of traffic on there they need some street lights at night right. time right clearly <sighs> but yes I'm happy I'll, hug, I'll give you a hug when I see you okay <laughs> yes See, and see if I want to wait till we were recording so I get the genuine reaction. Yeah. You know, yeah. Wow. I always think about that. People who hit deer, I'm like, well, how traumatizing must that be? Goodness. Because they're solid. So I'm like, sheesh. What must that feel Le- like? Listen. <laughs> My like, leg was shaking. It was a mess. It was a mess. It's a mess. But I made it. So it's right. good news. I, I'm sitting here like you're the one who moderates this this portion of the show, so I'm waiting for you to tell me to to, to say my good news. <laughs> so you hit this then? I was like, I was like, like three times, and you just like look at me. I'm, like, like, I'm waiting like you're supposed to be the one to tell me to start talking about my good news now. <laughs> Sensei Raven, what's your good news that you're sharing with the people this week on the healing space? Can't stand you. Anyway, so my good news, which I shared on our live this past Thursday. Um, are our winners for our very first Misfit of the Month. Now, you notice, I said win. Uh, if you Give notice, I said winners. <laughs> Plural. <laughs> because that there were two people who, yes, more than one. Tell them, Ebony. Yes, more than one. <laughs> I can't. Because we had two people who put in so much work that we couldn't choose between the two. So, okay. Yeah. Okay, drum roll. Okay. So... My hands gonna be hurting. <laughs> Our winners are Stephanie Chapman and Christian Gray. Woo! Okay, I need you to know <laughs> that you you <clears throat> sound like the girl from the <laughs> ring. <laughs> at first, it was just the yell of somebody at a concert. But as you began to lose your voice, 
I was like, what's crawling through my TV? Like, what the hell? The TV's leaking! <laughs> Shit. Yes. Okay, so the two of them are going to be on the last episode of this month. So Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. So we definitely look forward to that. And uh, we'll be explaining again next week how you can go about becoming the Misfit <laughs> of the Month. Our way of being able to give back love to all of you who support our healing. And uh, yes. yeah, we hope that we're healing you guys as well. So, if people want to walk with you on social media, BHW, how would they do blah, 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 blah. How would they? How would they do that? <laughs> I can't Take your time. You can do it. Do it right. Listen. All night. Do it tonight. Take your time. Um, so, just call me Otis on Twitter and on Instagram. And you, sir? Uh, Scorpiogi. All over social media. And you can also uh, go to THS Podcast on Instagram and underscore THS Podcast on Twitter. You can go to our official website, which is THSPodcast.com. And where are some of the places that can walk with us as far as listening to the show, BHW? Everywhere. You can go to (laughs) Stitcher. You can go to SoundCloud. You can go to YouTube. You can go to Apple Podcasts. You can go to Google Play. You can go to... I'm about to say... mm, I'm missing something. Overcast. Yes, that's not what I was going to say. Yeah. So, I, I was going to say something with an O, but it wasn't going to be overcast. So we go to overcast. I want to know what you were going to say now. I don't know. The, I look up what I'm about to say. I might be telling myself. I was going to say something with an O, but it wasn't going to be overcast. I'm really sitting here like, I wonder what you were going to say now. It's fine. It's fine. I, it, I'm trying to think of names. Like, what, what could you, you have, have to? What could you? <laughs> you better wait a minute. <laughs> Listen, because if they can see your face, <laughs> they can see your face. Tell them. Tell them. You better say no, no. The bit's over. You don't have to. <laughs> you don't. You don't have to keep looking. We're done now. Okay. <laughs> You're trying a little too hard, Raven. Thanks. It's I mean, you know, just a bit, just a bit. Watch your face. Thanks. <laughs> well, I wanted to make sure because there's another place that you can find us as well. And I wanted to give a shout out because I don't think that I did this on the last episode of the podcast. But there is uh, a search engine for podcasts called uh, Listen Notes. And so I wanted to give them a shout out because they put the healing space on there and then sent us an email to let us know. And I thought that that was really, really sweet. So to everyone over at Listen Notes, thank you so much for supporting the healing space. For uh, making sure that we have even more people that can hear from BHW and myself. And, uh, yeah, guys, make sure that you head over to Listen Notes so that you can hear the uh, the healing space as well. I think it's pretty awesome that there's a search engine specifically for podcasts. That's pretty sexy. Right? So, you know? Sexy? <laughs> so make your way on over there. And uh, I think that's it. Is that it, sir? That's it. Indeed it I is. I have a sexy body roll. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> change up the music real quick they have a different outro song that comes on <laughs> anyway hey, let me switch up the tempo hey let me switch up the tempo let me switch up the tempo you just do you, okay do you know that song real quick i do i do okay okay so you know how <laughs> the so chorus says real quick real quick <laughs> how the chorus says we ain't a rush girl 
Sure, I didn't say I know the song that well, but okay. Okay, those listening, if y'all know the song, it says, We ain't in a rush, girl. It's just us, girl. So I have a friend. And so she was like, I thought it said, Dick in your butt, girl. I was like, ma'am. It's like, ma'am. I was like, it's because you're freaky. That's why you thought he said that. Why did you think they were playing it on the radio? Why did you think that was okay? (laughs) What is this face you're giving me? Now, Granny's bumbling that part, but I never heard dick in a butt. I was like, it's like, no, no. What is his face? What is this? <laughs> y'all, he's holding his laughter so hard. We love y'all so much. <laughs> we will see you next week. And namaste. <laughs>